The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's back by popular demand, the classic album Clash, and this time it's all about Van Halen. I got Steel Panther singer Michael Starr and guitar player Satchel, along with Fozzie guitar player Rich Ward here to break down and debate the merits of 1984 versus 5150, David Lee Roth's final record versus Sammy Hagar's first record, guitar solos versus keyboards, producer Ted Templeman versus Mick Jones of Foreigner, and of course we do the song-by-song debate with the final vote at the end. You can weigh in too. Just hit us up on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho. Let us know what songs you like, which album is your favorite. See if you agree or disagree with me, Rich, Satchel, and Michael Starr. And of course, you'll get so much more than just our take on Van Halen. You hear stories about how we all first got introduced to Van Halen's music, some of the concerts we've seen by the bands, one of which was not a Van Halen fan initially, which one of us was not. A crazy but true story. Get ready to rock with us and get ready to rock with us uh, with Fozzie worldwide as we continue the Judas Rising Tour. We're doing the Rock Allegiance Show main stage in Camden, New Jersey, this Saturday, October 6th. Then we're hitting the Chris Jericho Cruise, the Rock and Rager at Sea, Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, and we're playing three sets. You can go check out that schedule at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And if you haven't booked your cabin, there's less than 25 left you don't want to miss it then Fozzie back to Australia and the first time ever in New Zealand uh, uh, November 7th in Auckland at the studio November 9th in Melbourne at Max Watts November 10th Sydney at the Manning Bar 13th is Adelaide at the Gov and the 14th is Brisbane at the Triffid and we're hooking up with Three Days Grace for a few days on their Canadian tour uh, from uh, November 21st to the 25th, Moncton, Halifax, Quebec City, and Montreal. Then we do a Fozzie headlining tour with uh, Jared James Nichols and the Dead Set Society. That is in Arm Prior, Ottawa area on the 26th of November. Then we head over to London. Uh, then we do the 20, uh, London, Ontario, that is. Then the 28th, we're in Toronto uh, at the Rock Pile. Then on the 30th, we are in Thunder Bay, December 1st at the Burt in Winnipeg, a huge homecoming show, Burton Cummings Theater. Uh, December 2nd is in Regina. The 3rd is in Edmonton at the Starlight Room. And the 4th is in Calgary at the Gateway, the final show of the Judas Rising Tour. So come check it out uh, as we wind down the, the Judas Rising Tour that's been going for almost 19 months at that point in time. FozzyRock.com for all ticket information including all vip information how you can come hang with us get a private concert before the show uh, hang out with us meet us uh take pictures 
I'll sign whatever you want. Go to FozzyRock.com and check out all VIP information. It's already sold out in Sydney and Melbourne for the VIPs. But if you're in Brisbane, Adelaide, Auckland, or all the Canadian dates, we still have plenty of spaces available for uh, the VIP meet and greet. FozzyRock.com. So go check it out. We know how to rock and roll. And Van Halen knows how to rock and roll. We're getting ready to do it right now. The Classic Album Clash, 1984 versus 5150. And we start now. Still making notes at Rich, and you did the same thing for the uh, Aussie classic album class. You're a very studious uh, guy when it comes to these. I think that that uh, the nerd factor needs to be high with at least one individual, um, and that would be you. I think uh, Michael has uh, Satchel's mic. Uh, Sorry, so man. It's my, it's my. well, you know what is his is mine. Are we going already? Oh, yeah, started. we start. Well, this is we already. Started. We don't have big intros we'll, here. Yeah. We can't afford them. Uh, one It'll of these be done in post. We can. It'll we'll be put done the in intro post. post. We'll put oh, the Chris Roth. Jericho show. Yeah. There you go. God, some Rothisms really and stuff. And uh, with this, we're in the middle of a great tour. Do you know yesterday was the middle show? Was it really? So now we got, we're got on the last half of the tour. Wasn't that amazing? It was, it was a great was, show yesterday. So I feel like I, like yesterday's show was like a kind of a climax. What did we play? Uh, Montro? No, Mon- Munich. Munich. Mun- Munich. Oh, it was great. Montrose. Great show. I had a great time after the show. I know, after I the show? I'll tell you, man. Really? Yeah. What'd you do? It was killer. Big party after the show? Big party. Oh, Lots of people in catering. It's funny because the one show that I didn't stick around for afterwards. Yeah, it's weird you weren't there. I was wondering it where you were. It is kind of weird. Because it was, you know, there's free booze and saw you hanging out with those promoters hanging out you know <laughs> lots of promoters yeah, yeah. really uh, cute guys yeah, yeah. with yeah. super hot dudes <laughs> we were uh this is actually it's half fozzy half steel panther we could form a super group if we that should. super group had two guitar players and two singers god <laughs> well, isn't that the definition of a super group <laughs> Jesus. i grabbed dibs a rhythm guitar real quick on this one oh, <laughs> I'm, Wait, I'm, playing bass. I'm playing bass <laughs> but we went to uh a uh, german uh f- Fancy Pants German restaurant with the famous German promoter, Ozzy Hope. Yep. Ozzy Hop. Yep. Hop. Yep. And uh, it was great. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, you know, guy. the coolest thing about going to dinner with a promoter, they're required to pay for everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the only time where you get some of your money back. Th- that's right. If it's the record company, you know you're paying for you're it. You're paying for it, With yeah. the promoter, like, at least, you know, because he's, he's ripping us off anyways, yeah, so at least yeah. you're getting some of it back. But he's a super sweet dude. It was a great time to it go was. Out and break some yeah. bread, you know, with the band. Yeah. And it was, hang uh, out and be with you. I missed you, man. It was great. It was great having dinner with you guys. I wish you wouldn't great. have worn, like, those tight little shorts you wore there. Well, I mean, I didn't know weird. what to wear for a German. I thought Lederhosen was, was proper. Is that what those were? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> in Germany, right? Right? You know they make pink, pink leader hose. Well, pink leather leader hose. <laughs> oh my god! Are those the sexy. shorts? That, yeah, with the, with the little suspenders. Me, yeah, somebody gave me a, a pair of shorts like that. Really? Black leather. Black leather leader hose. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a Steel Panther song in there somewhere. That's a speedo. Pink leather leader hose. <laughs> oh, it really pink is a leader hose. Ow! <laughs> and I, I, it reminds me of David Lee Roth back in uh, when he comes out. And do you see that one video when he comes out in the leader holding? Oh, from here, or is, yeah. it, is that when he's walking? No, he's walking street? out of bar holding a liter of like vodka. of hosen. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> a liter of hosen. <laughs> it's the classic Van Halen from like 1979. When he's walking down the street. I think it might be in uh, in Holland or something. He's like, "Excuse me, sir, are you aware of the American rock band Van Halen?" And the guy's like, "Okay, even Stein, Stein, No idea. No idea what he's talking about. But what we're talking about today is a great segue here. Thank you. Is, You're uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Michael. Um, 
Van Halen and the classic album Clash, which we had a couple uh, ideas for, and we settled on 1984 versus 5150, the last David Lee Roth record and the first Sammy Hagar record. So Two numbered records, too, which is ironic. Because exactly. It's so strange. Both, both records have numbers in their title. Yes, right. And... If you add those two numbers up, do you know what number you get? Six six six. The number of the beast. It's wow. weird. That's really crazy. You never How does thought, that make? We well, never really sense. thought Van Halen was into that sort of thing, but they might have been the worst out of all of them because Van Halen in Dutch means uh, devil driver, right? Devil yeah, driver. you didn't know hey, that. Uh, fun so, meaning so devil and Halen meaning meaning fuker, which is the English transition. But it's interesting too because I, I guarantee at least one of us here has a password uh, on our phone oh, or talked about this one for a credit card of I've changed my passwords to yeah. 1951 no not my birthday <laughs> 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 no dude I changed it I'm not gonna tell you what it is wasn't that a guess friend? what it is I'll tell you what it well, is well that's still one of my favorite moments of, in my podcast history when we were doing uh, one with, with Steel Panther I had to check the time on my phone so I had to put my password in and Ralph goes what's your uh, what's your password I see. He goes. I bet you can guess it. And I said, "Well, I bet you I can guess yours, because there's only two passwords that any rocker has: fifty-one fifty or twenty-one twelve." That's it. And mine was twenty-one twelve, and yours was fifty-one fifty. Mine's not fifty-one fifty anymore. Well, I know, but at the time, my thumbprint. Oh, okay, so you can't, uh, you can't Which guess has that. has tattooed 5150 on it. <laughs> but I did did change my password to nineteen eighty-nine. 1984. Yeah, nineteen eighty-nine. Oh, nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. First that's extreme year, record. That's the year when. Everything was at its height for heavy metal. It's the best time. 1989, yeah. interesting. interesting. And nobody yeah. saw it coming. Wow. Two that's years so later, weird. it was done. Done. That's the year I had my uh, my penis reduction surgery as well. So Ooh. that's kind of a cool year. Thanks for donating yours to mine. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Rich just didn't take a problem. Though. Yeah, I've had four donors. Oh, his, yeah. God. his yeah. body keeps rejecting the penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My but, rejection is, uh, yeah, percentages are high. Uh, well, but cool. it's okay. I mean, at least I mean, it can happen. But, but talk, never quit, right? Never quit. Let's talk a little bit about our uh, uh, love for Van Halen. Yes. Um, I love obviously, Van Halen. Hey. You guys are Van Halen disciples on the Panther side of things, I would yeah. I would assume. Yes. Uh, when did you start listening to Van Halen, your first v memories of Van Halen, etc.? Oh, go for it. You tell him. You want me to tell? Yeah. yeah, you go first. If I accidentally call Satchel Russ, it's because it's my pet name for him. And if I accidentally call Michael Ralph, it's because it's my other pet oh, name for him. Oh, you're so sweet. If well, I call Satchel Ralph, it's because I'm confused. I sometimes, and if this is Satchel talking, if I sometimes call Michael bitch, it's, yeah, it's just it's a working relationship. It just right? happens that way. And it's okay, Ross. You can call me that anytime you want. What did you call me? Ross? Listen, bitch. What? Well, Be see, careful the, what you call me. There's an example. He was just using it as an example. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't say what? that word on it. It was Van Halen one. But the first thing I heard from Van Halen was eruption, actually. That's the way it should be for yeah. a guitar player. It was the, that was the first thing I heard. And I was like, what? where did you hear it? Um, I heard it at a swimming pool. <laughs> it sounds weird. It was in the pool, under the water. Somebody was like, "It was at the swimming pool," and I was—I actually had a. Strangely enough, I had a speedo on. Wow! It looked very much like your leader hose on the other night. <laughs> nice. And uh, I was just cruising around, showing the ladies my junk. <laughs> your eight-year-old junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thirty-two at the time. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> still had eight-year-old junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still looking like eight-year-old junk. But yeah, I remember hearing it and just being like, whoa, 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 what's going on, dude? And, uh, you know, that was it. Man. Well, let's talk about this for a second because you think about 1984, or sorry, uh, about Eruption, and now it's, it's you know, the greatest guitar solo ever. But when you first heard this, if you were of age hearing it in 1978, no one had ever heard anything like that before on guitar, correct? Right, it was pretty... It was Did pretty you even good. think it was guitar? 
Like, did you uh, know what he was doing? I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't even play guitar at that point. Right. But but uh, but he but it was really fast and really awesome sounding, you know. <laughs> and it was probably I mean stuff that had been done before, but he popularized it. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like the two hundred tapping. Like, like you know, there was guys like Robert Fripp doing that, and but nobody knows who Robert Fripp no. is. No, he plays. For, <laughs> he didn't get any pussy. Hey man, oh my if god, you can get pussy from finger tapping. You're ready. Nobody anyway. has ever said, "Oh my god, I sucked Robert Fripp's dick last night." <laughs> Not even his wife. Yeah, the first hey, the first time I heard uh, Van Halen was Eruption too as well. How? My brother turned me on to it. Ah, yeah. that's always the way, right? And uh, I don't know, you turned me on to a book called Running with the Devil by Wait, Noel Wait, there was an yes. Eruption 2? I thought there was just Eruption 1. There was 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> 1 and yeah. 2, you heard 2 first? 2 didn't yeah. make the cut, they that's did uh, Spanish Fly instead. But somewhere out there, yeah. Yeah, it's actually Michael Anthony played it. Oh, shit. Yeah. I wonder he can't hear it. My brother <laughs> had a uh, promotional pressing of that record. Of? It had Running with the Devil on it, uh-huh. Eruption, You Really Got Me, and Jamie's Crying. Gotcha. And it was a r- color red. Oh, nice. I don't know how he got it. I think he, he was dealing Coke at the time. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's somebody's the favorite label the 70s wanted. Was with, yeah, yeah, so he got it. And this is supposed to be like the biggest band. Van Halen was supposed to be a really big band. Was cocaine being done in the music industry back then? In the oh 70s? God, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> was, I actually did cocaine while listening that to that. That was a sarcasm. At that was, nine uh, years old. Gonna expl- I'm going to explain the sarcasm. And it was killer. Yeah, right. If, if you start Van Halen. The phaser on his guitar solo. <laughs> if you start Van Halen off the Van Halen record. Dude, that's if you start cooking off the Van Halen record, yeah. it's not much more rock and roll than that. Dude, the phaser on that on that was really solo. Cool. Oh my god, you know he set that phaser to to kill. I yeah, think. yeah, well, it, it was, was really stunned. But... <laughs> no one used the phaser like that, guys. Let's just remember that. Uh, Rich, I'm same eruption. You know the crazy thing is, is that song was on the radio. People never believe that, but really, like, oh yeah, eruption was on American radio. It was, the only, it was like the only time in history where there was a standalone guitar solo. You know, just spun at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. But it would always segue into You Really Got Me. So yeah, that you always... have to have one. Can't yeah, be with it's kind of like uh, Living, Love, and Made. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't lift the needle before uh, We Are the Champions. Right. 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 Yeah. Journey has the same same pair of two. That's true. Uh, just to say. Feeling no. some way. Yeah. Feeling, feeling that, that way. way. And just to say, anytime. Yeah, anytime. Anytime yeah. to feeling that way. Yeah. So for me, I, growing up in Winnipeg, it was a huge Aussie city and a huge Van Halen city. That's yeah, my so kind of town. I just grew up and hearing about Van Halen, but not really knowing any of their music. And one day I was walking home from school and I found a guitar pick on the street. And it said VH Michael Anthony, and I didn't know who it was. So I took it to my guitar teacher who uh, was working at Kent's Music. He ended up being Brad Roberts from the Crash Test Dummies. Really? You guys yeah. remember that we song? We were just talking oh. about those guys really? the other day. Yeah. yeah, he used to be a guitar teacher, and I showed him the pick. I said, who is this? He goes, oh, that's the bass player from Van Halen. So somebody had got it at the show or something. And and dropped it. Dropped in the street. So I always had this Michael Anthony Van Halen pick. Wow. And that's when I finally started listening to Van Halen. I think... Uh, when um, uh, the Us Festival came out on TV, yeah. that was the first time I heard some Van Halen. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's dude. Happy Trails, though. They didn't yeah. only shoot three songs. Oh, Running with the Devil, You Really Got Me, and uh, Happy Trails, I think. Yeah. So I was I was at that concert, dude. Yeah. That's you where you were at I was at the Us Festival. Oh, Shut yeah. up. No way. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Dude, what do you remember about that? Oh, my God. I remember getting drunk. Remember, I didn't get, you know what? I was with my brother at the time, so he was, I was carrying him around. He was hammered, right? <laughs> and he just chaperoned me because I bought some tickets, but I saw Quiet Riot. Yeah. yeah. Saw Motley. Yeah. Yeah. I think Quiet Riot Motley was went like first. In their prime. Motley right was then. first, yeah. and Quiet Riot was second. Second. And then yeah. it was Ozzy. 
Uh, Ozzy was on the bill, but they might not have been next. But I think it was but Triumph. Triumph. No, it was Ozzy, then Triumph, then Judas Priest, then Scorpions, then Van Halen. What's that? Everybody. <laughs> Dude, it was killer. I didn't make it through the whole Van Halen set, uh-huh. but it was it was killer. Did you remember? Like, why didn't you make it? You had to go home? I was just tired, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when I, even at uh, being a teenager, it wiped me out. Because it's all day. all day in the sun. Dude. We watched those videos, though. The Scorpions killed Van Halen that they, day. The yeah. sun went down. Van Halen was drunk. On. They were yeah, yeah, yeah. They were hammered. They Isn't, were hammered. I think but I remember walking into Chris. I was walking in and I look and I see Motley on stage and I thought, these guys look really cool, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was the skinniest Vince had ever been. Dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. Skinny I think Vince. That might have even. <laughs> that might have been before their first record too. Like they were really a baby band. Yeah, they were baby time. band. They were yeah. like kind of uh, on the bill. I think as that a was uh, with the, uh, the just the Motley record. You know, the, the, with live wire on love. it and yeah. too fast for love. Yeah, right. So um, Van Halen gets huge over the years. We all become huge Van Halen fans. I never saw Van Halen with David Lee Roth, which sucks for me. Um, I got to tell you though, when you first asked me to do this, yeah, I, I had some reservations about it because I hate Sammy Hagar. Hey, okay, hey, hey. right. And I'm going to yeah. be straight with you. All right, settle down. When he first joined Van Halen, I was bad. Right, mad, like, mad. Yeah, totally. I'm like this. Right. I don't want Bette Midler singing for Van Halen. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Remember I he... swear to God, dude, really? I can't drive 55? That guy has no ounce of cool at all. Wow. And I was oh, bummed, dude. I mean, it's coming off 1984 where David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen meet their... They're at their peak. It's their peak. Right. You know, of their songwriting. Yeah, and yeah a lot of people playing. felt that way. Yeah, and a lot of people were mad. Fucking, they broke up. I was so sad. I know. But now, in retrospect, 30 years later... I can appreciate you're a big it took Sammy me, fan. I, Dave's an asshole and Sammy no, wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. It took me ten years to get into fifty one fifty. I got into it in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Because yeah. I would not listen to it in eighty five because I was a big Roth guy as well. And the first song on the radio that came out was Why Can't This Be Love? Mm, and I was yeah. like, You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, like so now it's a pretty good song, but at the time that's the best you got. Yeah. And then Roth comes out with like Yankee Rose. Yeah. And I was like that would have been another good one. It looked like a sign of things to come. Like, oh, Roth is going to rule it, and right. Van Halen's going soft. Yeah, and, and then, of course, we know what happened is yeah. what happened. But at the beginning, <laughs> I think Dave won that first battle. I don't but, know, um, dude. What did well, you think? When, when To guys like us, he won the first battle. It was like, oh, shit, Yankee Rose. got Billy Sheen. Yeah, Steve, Steve Vai. Vai. Right. Oh, my God. And Van Halen's like, wah, 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 Every teenage girl in the world was like, oh my God, I love this It shit. went to number one. It was, it was their amazing, first yeah. album that ever went to number one. Did you know yeah. that, Rich? I cool. did know that. Okay, so for me, I had already abandoned Van Halen because when I heard Jump, I was like, I'm out. Wow, right. that's yeah. another good too point, keyboards, too. Right? I'm out. Like, I already was, I was priest and maiden. I had right. already said, <laughs> I'm done with this. Mm. Like, so... My 13-year-old self had already transitioned over to metal. I was already listening to whatever the newest kind of heavy stuff. I was into Accept. I was. I still love Scorpions because Scorpions were able to still balance like, the, heavy yeah. riffs with like really cool melodic stuff. Because I also loved White Snake. I, I liked melodic. I also kind of was more into kind of bluesy rock singers, like because I love Dio. Anytime, yes, those kind of guys had that whiskey kind of thing voice that had that smoky kind of quality. So neither one of those bothered me. I loved Eat Him and Smile, but I will say this. In defense of 5150, I hear songs from that record today, and I go, yes, what great songs. I listen to Eat Him and Smile, and it sounds like 
music for teenagers. It seems like, in other words, it, I, to me, it doesn't hold up. It does as a guitar record, the same mm. way I can listen to Flexible and go, yes. But it's right. a guitar record. It's, it was written for, for Russ and I. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know? But like, I, I think, like you said, at the time, Roth came out of the gates like pretty freaking crazy. But everyone was talking about Van Halen 5150, and I was not one of them. Because like you, when 1984 came out and I first heard Jump, I thought it was Pete Townsend. Because he was doing like Rough Boys and like um, he had a little bit of a solo thing going on at the time. And for some reason, I just thought, oh, that sounds like Pete Townsend. Like I didn't even, like, like that's, not, that's not Van Halen. Like I couldn't believe it. But then, of course, it just becomes part of your vernacular. And then they followed up with Panama and Hot for Teacher. Then it was Van Halen. How again. do you square away, though, Jump and I'll Wait being still in your mind Van Halen and then saying, why can't this be love not? Well, now, I like like Ralph said, I get it now. Right. 85 to 95, I wanted to have nothing to do with it. I didn't like Oh Yeah, One, Two. I liked Pound Cake. I thought that was the first real Sammy Van Halen tune. And meanwhile, you go back and listen to 5150, and they're jam-packed full of them, but I didn't give it a shot. So I just was being very, right. you know, teenage You're a kid, metal. dude. You Plus, know. you know, it was coming off that breakup, and a lot of us were like, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that affected everybody. Like, yeah. what the f Right, right, right. We felt right. betrayed that the, that could even happen. Well, like, sure, and it's interesting, too. That was a crack of of the armor, heavy metal armor, that let mm. babies start playing grunge music. Mm. You don't know that, but it starts very early <laughs> on. So before sad. you can see it coming, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's a break don't in the armor. Don't let your baby, mama, yeah. don't let your babies grow up to play <laughs> grunge music. To wear flannels. It's the crack in the armor, man, and once <laughs> that wall deteriorates, then you end up with stone... Temple Pilots. God, that's so sad. St Stone, Stone Temple Sour? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you this, too. I think you actually have a point there. In your in, in your joke, there's a kernel of wisdom, uh, which is Steel Panther's entire raison d'etre. I looked that one up. Oh, since we're in Luxembourg. I'm on Wikipedia. Uh, we're in Luxembourg, by the way. Beautiful. Here. Beautiful I was country. just telling Russ, I use this as an example of like a really like like Timbuktu or Luxembourg or Poughkeepsie, yeah. New York. Or Tilburg. Tilburg. That's another one. Yeah. Or but, Encino. Um, Encino, Encino yeah. man. Yeah, but I was, if Van Halen had continued on as being Van Halen, like yeah, the Van Halen that we know and love, partying, having a great time, maybe grunge never would have happened. But when they went down, that's when everyone was so depressed that Van Halen actually broke up. That's well, what like I said, it's I don't a chip. Know. It's a chip in the armor. Yeah, I don't. And then know. you have Motley getting in the fight. I don't know. And don't, they break up. Right. And then you get Guns Rose coming out, Metallica. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's you know what if what would have happened if they didn't invent the internal combustion engine, guys? Would we still be riding well, I mean, horses? Who knows? Somebody would have invented it at some point. So at some point, the heavy metal was going to end up with you know uh, heavy metal ballads taking over the radio with and, all of you and, guys. And, yeah, and it just <laughs> dude, everybody was it was just bound to go there, and then everybody said this you guys are like, on the strip just and, showing up 89 90 and then suddenly you're all out of a gig dude think about it grunge grunge music is really just metal with no hairspray that's what Billy it's just metal with no hairspray well and that's what corgan said because we, we never saw it as grunge we just saw it as black sabbath yeah off. it's sabbath Soundgarden is you know? sabbath it's yeah, just that's sabbath. for 25 years nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a mike's hard lemonade it's because since day one mike's has been making lemonade the hard way we use three kinds of lemons all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go into the albums here. We got some uh, some good points to start off. 1984 came out on January 9th. Guess what year? 1985. No, it's 1984. 1984. It's 84. not just a catchy album title. You know they uh, they premiered the video mm-hmm. on MTV on New Year's Eve. Oh, I remember that. On and I watched that. It you was, watched Jump. Yeah. yeah. So what did yeah, you think? MTV? You, the video yeah, is a great MTV. video, by the way. It's a great video. It's super cheap. Oh, and if you want to go online and check out some uh, outtakes of Dave trying to perfect his backward jump, mm-hmm. they're on YouTube. Oh, you can really? Check them out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because they, they actually show it in reverse too, don't they? He's jumping backwards. And Eddie can't stop smiling. I think Eddie's pretty loaded. He's video. high as fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. totally high. It's awesome. What'd you think of that video, Rich? When Jump came out, you already checked out. You, you didn't like it. Well, I didn't. You didn't like well, it. Like I said, I mean, I'm a big fan of the like my favorite Van Halen record is still is still. You know, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Women and children first. Fair warning. Oh my God! Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Which, as we learned in the Noel Monk book, was tanking when it first came out, and uh-huh. they had to stay as a gold level band. So Van Halen management bought two hundred thousand copies of that record. God, I wish we could do that. I wonder. wonder where... I bought two hundred thousand copies of your record. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Yeah, I loved God, it that much. The money for it me. only registered as two, though. That's <laughs> yeah. So wait, their management bought all those records yeah. with yeah. what money? I guess with Van Halen money. Oh, to wow. Keep them at gold Us festival level. money. Yeah. One million yeah. dollars. Every song's a hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> but that kept them at that level so that promoters would see they're still gold and keep them at the arena level. I guess at that time, if you stopped being a gold level band, it would hurt your Right, your draw. perception. Your perception, man. exactly. And as we know, uh, as we know, you guys know yeah. perception is reality. That's why, that's that why we te- buy hookers for every show. Uh, wow, I know. <laughs> How crazy is that as teenagers that we... We put up like walls of what we were willing to accept as music, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, it's like at some point you would accept Duran Duran because look at all the girls. It's like you had, there were rules for acceptance for certain things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah, I still would have gone to a Van Halen show because it was Eddie and Dave. It was the guys and there were going to be girls at the shows. But for me, I was, I was starting to transition if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Which is I don't know. Nowadays. Like you're yeah. transitioning, like our bass player, Lexi no, Fox, like or... full bullets. Oh, full. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When Bon Jovi yeah. came out, I was not. I was like, what the. F-? 
Yeah, I was, yeah. I was out. I was out. Like I said, I was yeah. full screaming for vengeance, defenders of the faith. I when was I saw the Scorpions, it was one of my first gigs, Love It First Thing Tour. The opening band, I hated the name of the band, and the singer had all these scarves on the microphone, and I thought it was terrible. I thought it was rotten. I never wanted to see that band again. You know what they're called? Bon Jovi. Yeah. They were terrible. But, really? Well, maybe they were great, but I just didn't want to see it. Right. right. You know, I didn't care. Um, What's the scarf limit? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fifty one fifty, March twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. And how many years? Uh, one year. That's one year, and three months later. Wow, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Actually, one year and two and a half months later. When you think of all the stuff that happened from January of nineteen eighty four, this came out in March of eighty five. That's crazy. How the f did they do that? They do a whole tour. No, it's two years. Not one year. Two years. No, it's not, dude. What is it? Wait, January fourth. January 1984, 1984 to March 24th. 1986. Oh, so, sorry. And it's, it's just simple edition. Really. <laughs> <Simple> edition. <laughs> How did they do it in two years? That's crazy. Hold on, let me get my calculator. Wait, it is two years. <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> Fix it in post. It's only no, three weeks, guys. It's amazing it's what weird. they did in three weeks. In two and a half days, they got a new singer, did a whole tour. Uh, but that one went to number one. That was their first album to go to number one, and Van uh, 1984 went to number two. So, um, well, you know, the reason that 5150 went number one is because Van Halen 1984 went number two. So that was the natural that was like Yeah. But there was a lot of steam. Though. People, you thought Sammy Hagar was a, was a nerdy guy. A lot of people were excited Dude, he had about short Sammy hair, Hagar. man. When he joined He Sammy. wore a suit coat and hopped around and jumped like he was hey, man, his first time in a rock band. You don't have to tell he used, me. He used to wear a yellow banana jumpsuit <laughs> and talk about driving fast. Oh, I like that. Well, I'll tell you one other thing, though. Van, you watch that video, though? It's a great video oh my and god also van it's, it's actually way it's pretty, pretty it's a funny good. video but it ain't no panama <laughs> but eddie van halen was never a great uh stage wear guy van halen stage you know who dressed him never good dave dressed everybody really yes so he dressed everyone and looked not cool so he, he looked cooler dude he look at all their outfits during the time from 82 to about 1984 maybe 81 because michael like, starting in 80 actually all the yeah time man he, well. he he got him dressed up man they had no, no like cool I do the same factor. thing for Satchel. I'm like, dude, you can't wear that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You Thank know, and you. he tells me you can't sing out of key. You know that yeah. kind of thing. It we doesn't work right, right. You, you guys both that. disagree. You no, we agree that you can sing out of key and make millions of dollars. You're right. I mean, that's been proven over and over again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I mean, even the, your tracks are out of key. You know what? We well, make them. I would sound weird if they. It would sound weird if they were the only things in key. God, dude. Yeah, thinking about detuning my guitars a little bit too. Yeah, if you could just slightly be flat in all your tuning, that'd be killer. And I'll be sharp. So uh, same, we'll be flarp. Same lineup of both, other than the, of course, the lead singer equation, Eddie, Alex, and Michael Anthony, and uh, Dave, of course, on 194 and Sammy Hager on 5150. So. Uh, for the uh, battle, this is it—the track by track battle. We're going track head to head. And usually the, we don't include instrumentals, but we have to have nine versus nine. So it starts off with 1984, right. the instrumental, versus good enough. Oh my God! There's no no comparison. You can't no, even say good it. enough to kill a rip. That dude. is a great Van Halen song. And the solo is no. so out of this world. Great, like Hello Baby, like that's a cool Roth yeah. thing. Yeah, it's right. cool. It's like it's it. To me, that song was uh, the new Van Halen. Yes, and that was also a nice foot in the old Van Halen yeah. where you could hear Roth singing that song. And it could be right. one of the only ones, maybe Best of Both Worlds and maybe Summer Nights that I could hear Roth singing either one. 
But that's about it. Well, let's not jump ahead of ourselves with the tracks, okay? <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying, uh, uh, good enough, like, I could hear David Lee Roth. Totally, yeah. And I could hear him say, hello, baby. Yeah. Rich, yeah. what are so... You, it was was that something that, they, that they, they probably had, like, on? they just didn't use? Well, that's from Big Bopper. It. That's an old Big Bopper, one of the guys that died in the Buddy Holly plane crash. He had a song called Chantilly Lace. It goes, hello, baby. Yeah, but I mean, like, that tr- whole track was... Oh, was okay, sorry. They, I thought you meant the Hello Baby. No, the Hello Baby thing. Yeah, that's... Okay, that, but... standard. Okay. Uh, Rich, uh, uh, Professor Ward. Well, I thought it was interesting that they opened the album with Sammy's voice. Mm, like, you know yeah, what I mean? It was yeah. like the new dude in town kind right. of deal. Yes. And like, the, suck our dicks, Dave. I mean, it was basically <laughs> that. Yeah. And then, of course, Eddie's horsey guitar <laughs> lick. And then I thought it was interesting that the bridge breakdown was very reminiscent of the the Dave kind of breakdown where you're talking a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. t- yeah. Good so it, call. Get so. It. Formula, what? Yeah, so formula, maybe they were thinking when they're looking looking back at all the tracks that, for the record, what's the lead-off track that feels like Van Halen right. so that, because we know we've got, yeah. can't, why can't this be love? We know we've right. got some of these other jams. Let's, let's make sure we open the album with something that feels familiar. And So they won't throw the record away after Correct, yeah. 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 It's the Paul McCartney uh, uh, theory of if you're going to you know play a new song, always give people a spoonful of sugar after and then play a classic. So they're giving you the spoonful of sugar right off the bat. Listen, we know you might have loved David Lee Roth. We do too, but here's our offering of the transition uh, song. Yeah, right. That was pretty smart. That's pretty smart. And Sammy has this crazy Roger Daltrey scream at the very end, which is like, you know, just to try to... I think there was like, again, there were some boxes that needed to be ticked. It was smart, right? Yeah, I agree. And also something that we discussed last night, Album produced by Mick Jones. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Foreigner. Foreigner. So that's uh, another good point to point out. Yes. The last one was uh, 84 was Ted Templeman. And, and then this said they moved on to Mick Jones. Yes. And some things that I noticed. It's a bold move. Yes. Very bold. And I can't believe Mick Jones let those drums go by. Well, and that's that was the one thing. There was two things I noticed production-wise that were pretty blaring and that was the guitar tone was way darker more saturated it, the oh, old 50 yeah. yes the, the old turn the plexi up to 10 was now modified was it sounded like either something was in front of the the totally. amp. yeah the chorus yeah, there was definitely Flockier. some more it was more gain in saturation and then of course the yeah. simmons drums you know do 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 and and then of course that we still had the snare drum that sounded like Alex. Yeah, we right. still had the classic snare, but everything else the drums had really changed. Yep. Isn't it amazing how Alex Van Halen is one of the few drummers that when you hear his drumming, you know it's him. He's got that sound. Yeah, that of snare drum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny too the the the, the drums it did change a lot, but it, but it's still like the songs are are really good so it doesn't seem to matter it's like I agree. they sound yeah, like yeah, van yeah. halen it's yeah. weird how their sound would change from album to album and, and still It'd still be van still halen. unique and yeah in that's interesting we always talk about like david bowie or or you know zz top or rush changing their sound but van halen right. did that on a album by album, album basis right yeah uh, quickly too i just want to say 1984 i thought it's interesting that they opened the, the album with that because conversely if you're a huge van halen fan at that time frame You'd be like, what the hell is this? It's a instrumental, but on keyboards to show that, listen, we're going in a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. thought it was an interesting way to kick off the record. And obviously, it doesn't stand up to, to good enough, but still a very cool idea in, in concept. Now, did you hate that, Ralph, when you first heard it? Yeah, I thought it was kind of... You didn't like that I, at all, It just you? was something that I couldn't like pass. Yeah, you wanted Van I Halen just wanted to be Van able to Halen. click forward and uh, just get into... Was it Jump? Or, jump, yeah. yeah. Well, let's yeah. go into that. Yeah, it was like the intro to to, to Mob Rules, 
ironically called 5150. No, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was great, but it wasn't the first song in the album. Right, right. You know, you could have one of those kind of moments, but it seemed odd to put the keyboard like intro up front. It's something you say for the live show. I'm not well, sure. you know, Dave did not want keyboards in the band at all. Is that true? Yeah, well, from what I've read, I, wow. I don't know. You to Dave then, huh? I think so. I think Eddie, like normal guitar players do to singers, was just really trying to, you know, go, look, dude, this is the way it's going this is now. My band. Well, you my know band. I write the songs that make the whole world sing, and you're singing them. You know, you know what else happened, though, is that, was that Eddie was not happy with Diver Down with all the covers on it. And, and who did that? Roth. And that right. was their best record. So, anyways, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Roth. Pretty woman walking down the street. But pretty woman. Was the album before that is. Fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah, it did not have hits. That's right. So uh, Ross said. So what did Dave do? He said, were previously "Let's hits. do another King song." Yeah, because it was my idea to do the King song in the first record. Hey. Look what happened. Yeah. You know, it's just you know when you stop collaborating with your partner, mm -hmm. that's when shit goes. Stop. Hold on a second. Anyway, let's go on back to the. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, man. You can't even build off what I'm saying. So uh, collaboration is the key to songwriting. Well, that's I always the key. entirely. <laughs> anyway, and agreeing with each other is totally the way. Would you, boss, quit moving? Where are we going? Where are we going? They were just driving back and forth. Oh, that's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. He's taking his he's test. Getting, he, he, know, he knows we're doing some audio up here, so he's trying to screw with it as much as possible. That's cool. So uh, you have jump against jump against. Why can't this be loved? Oh God! Two oh, hits. God. Yeah. Oh my God! Why can't this be? I, I would say that Van Halen Jump for me wins this battle, mm -hmm. only because it's Van Halen with David Lee Roth, mm -hmm. and it's their first time doing a keyboard song that is clearly a keyboard song. Cradle will rock, and the Cradle will rock was keyboards. It was a, mm -hmm. through a Leslie distorted. Dude, that was a, that's another bitching. Song. That's a bitching. Let's, let's song. not bring that into it because that's. But, good. but, let's but also, my point by bringing that up is that it, it was synthesizer straight out in front of your face. And Van Halen had never done something like that, unless mm -hmm. I'm missing something. But no, it was, uh, and it was a killer video. It, you know, the promotional rollout for that song was it was killer. It got yeah. me right it, away. It, yeah. I'd have to go with Jump on this one too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you know, it's it was pretty bold move, man. I mean, it's a great song, and the, and it's a hook, a keyboard. Oh, dude! Well, it's, it's I, I remember I used to be able to play it on my touchstone phone. It's like five, you know nine, what? one. Hearing you do one, it like nine, that, that lady was like, "Stop calling!" <laughs> hey, do you know you got the same phone number as Jump? Uh, also about Jump, but the solo, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the guitar on. solo and Jump, the, jump is, is the, the keyboard solo into the guitar solo. It's yeah. awesome, dude. Is such a great like. Once again, yeah. here's the spoonful of sugar. Yeah, thanks for listening to my keyboard yeah. song. Now here's well, a ripping four bar solo. Or yeah, two four bar. Solo, yeah, it's the guitar solo first into the keyboard. Oh, that's right. But it's but it's pretty bitching. Yeah, it's a great solo but it's also cool. and then one thing about why can't this be love that that uh synchronized track thing is going dooka, 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 dooka. Mm, after a while it's like oh it just starts i can't stop hearing that in a good way or a bad way no in a bad way okay and, so, but i think sammy sings a killer is a great great melody that's got a great solo on it too yeah, it's, got, it's a hooky song it's a little happy yeah, it's still not That's one not of my favorite, Chris. Oh, yeah, that whole part. A five-year-old kid can play that. But that's a good thing, though. Is it? I think so. I kind of disagree that a five-year-old kid can play that. I bet you it's way harder than you think. Russ can't play it. Yeah, I can't play it. I can play that in my sleep. <laughs> you play it in your sleep? Yeah. What do you dude. have to brag, dude? Because it's easy. Nobody likes it when you brag. It's like playing smoking in the water. Playing it with your mouth. It's different. You know, jump is like difficult, dude. I watched Satchel try and do the solo and jump when <laughs> we play. Fail miserably. He misses it every time, <laughs> no, but he's so, it's so close. <laughs> no, it's not an easy solo. It's really it's jump. It's, it's jump. 
Yeah, Have it's well written. Every one of his solos, in my opinion, in your opinion, is the Eddie greatest Van solo Halen, ever he, he writes Van songs for his for solos. solos, right? His yeah. solos are songs, and that's you so know great. that's the secret of, of that's of the secret races. of reality. Young way of looking oh. at things. Oh. Oh. Coffee spilled. Party foul. Party foul on your own bus, dude. Bus. Um, Rich, what do you, you think, think? Rich? Give us some uh, give us some insight here. Okay, tell so us the truth. I love Jump. I just wish another band had written it. Oh, interesting. Right, you right. know, because it, it 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 has kind of some new wave qualities to it, like of the of the time, which I really dig because I love the cars, like I love Blondie, love that era. I'm gonna go with Jump over Why Can't This of Be Love? Okay, yeah. just because I think it's probably one of the. I mean, you know, when the it might even be Van Halen's signature song. Oh, dude, yeah. come on. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, well at every sports arena, yes. when they go yes. to commercial break. I mean, it, it is... was the theme of the Winnipeg Jets for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a part of our pop lexicon now. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. like They don't play Why Can't rock. This Be Love at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. But ironically, yeah. the chorus is like, if you just compare the choruses, Why Can't This Be Love is, is a hooker your chorus. And I actually think whoa, whoa, you're whoa, going whoa. to break it down as a song, Why Can't This Be Love. I mean, God, man, those the, the verse melodies are amazing. And something we didn't mention. Right. Is they gave freaking Hagar a freaking vocal solo after Eddie's. Good point. Uh, just kind of the scatting. I mean, yeah, like, I me guarantee Sammy, Sammy wrote that. He's freaking scatting. Again, a five-year-old could sing that. A five-year-old could sing that. You know some talented five-year-olds, man. You should put them in the school of rock. Do-do-do-do, jazz hands. Have you watched America's Got Talent? It's amazing what these kids are doing now. I love Ralph's just anger towards Sammy Van. I love Sammy Hagar. He's a great guy. We hang out a lot yeah. but I just you know I tell him straight up dude vocal solos are not cool <laughs> we hang out a lot we do when I get back to LA we're going out to dinner it's really cool well he can't his wife doesn't let me doesn't sure. let him hang out with you me sent that message to one of his personal assistants right I wonder if it got through probably not and I'll leave this, <laughs> I'll, this and I'll just Stark? leave this for consideration your name of your band is Van Halen and yeah. you were known for having the greatest living guitar player, and you basically wait until two minutes and 16 seconds into the song <laughs> to even let him really play. And wow. to me, like, I wonder how that decision was made. Dude, it's his idea. He wrote the song. That's what I'm saying, but who allowed it? That's, we always talk about mm. bands who need a producer that just go, nah. Yeah, yeah, to tell you nah. no. Because just let him go behind. Dun, 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 dun. Give me a little something. You know, like it's all keyboard. Dude, it's self-deprecation, man, that makes him so likable. Think about it, point. dude. He's able to take a backseat to his own keyboard playing. How yeah. ironic is that? Which is probably a lot like Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you, dude. I, I hear you. Usually it's something like Mean Streets, you know? It's the same thing that Getty Lee went through in the 80s with Rush, where he decided he wasn't going to play bass, just play keyboards. And he's probably like, what the f- are you thinking? You're the best bass player ever. But he's probably thinking, I'm sick of bass. Let me try this keyboard stuff. Right. So what do you do when you're a genius? You know, you guys know when you got one genius in the band, I'll let you guys decide who it is, Ralph. Um, it's interesting of to see. Ralph. <laughs> Who's Ralph? Okay, so we all say jump, right? <laughs> jump wins. Yeah. Clean sweep for jump. Okay. Uh, a clean sweep for, uh, for uh, 84. earlier. Yeah. So song number three, uh, uh, Panama versus Get Up. So, um, yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Let's I just... mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's you know what? Discussable. <laughs> Why are we even talking about this? Rich, do you have any comments on Get I Up? I love Get Up is like, it, it could have been on Eat Him and Smile, right? I mean, it was that kind of. It doesn't have a hook to it for me, though. Right. It just bam, 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 bam. Well, hey, listen, as we'll discover, uh, there's many songs on Van Halen 4 that don't have hooks either, but they're still great songs. On oh, 1984. That's what I mean. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, the solo in Get Up. 
mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's but classic. Panama, right? Panama. It's, it's a, there are the other signature songs song. ever written. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect written rock song, I think. The guitar tone on Panama yeah. is yes. light years better than Get Up. Light years? Yeah. Light years. Light years? Yeah. He is so oversaturated in that particular song, and it sounds like he's playing in the middle position of his pickups. You know, you know a lot about guitar, Ralph. Well, Satchel's taught me. Five-year-old set it up. Yeah. Five-year-old can do it. <laughs> and it sounds like he's playing, he's tuned super low, which is very odd for Van Halen. Oh, I was down yeah. a little bit that Yeah, too. he's down-tuned to like D, I think. Hmm. Is that true? Is he down tuned? I don't think so. No? I don't remember. Oh, it's yeah. really low. D? Yeah. Maybe. Let me ask you this. Um, hey, and also, he you like playing D, a, Russ. Uh, Steinberger. Necklace guitar. Right. Oh, you went for the Dick Steinberger with the little pull-up. Oh, he, didn't have a Floyd, he didn't with have no... a Floyd Rose. It was a, uh, what do you, a... Steinberger. Like a whammy? The whammy was... The tremolo? Transtrim. Yeah, the Transtrim. I don't remember. Transgender? What? It's all the rage these days. Back then it was super cutting edge. What's the Floyd Rose? What's Kramer or... Transtrim from Steinberger, yeah. Okay, and what's the other one? There's another three one. Three minutes behind Kaler. <laughs> Kaler, the one you could bend all the way backwards. Yeah. Night yeah. Ranger one. Yeah. We yeah. already covered this about five minutes ago. So all right. uh, let me ask you guys yeah. a question. Is, so I would what assume whammy you... bar is on like a... Uh, Floyd Rose. Anyway. Yeah. That's real obscure stuff. If you put a Floyd know. Rose on a Les Paul, does that make you a, a jerk? I, I don't think if Les Paul should ever have a whammy bar on it. That's the rule number one in rock yeah. and roll. Right. Neil, Sean, if you're listening, disregard that, please. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, uh, it seems like Panama would be one of the songs you guys play or used to play quite a bit. Yeah, Jumpin' Panama, we played a lot. Do you actually. ever have any guest vocals come up for those uh, two songs that you can recall? Um, Dane Cook used to sing it a lot. Oh, oh Dane Cook. He would try to sing it. Dane Cook, uh, he was amazing. He's, with, I mean, he's, what happened to that guy? Great singer. He still tried to get him to sing for he, he was doing movies and shit. Oh, dude, his house. I don't know how he afforded this shit. He must come. He was money. big for house? a while. He was doing arenas Friends for a while. Them? That's amazing. Yeah, I've been to his house. His him house, and Sammy go to Dane's house all the time. Try to take advantage. Not of anymore. Him. They got in a fight. Oh, okay. So they don't really hang out. But I try and get them together. To you're hang in out. that weird position where you're like the Luke. Yeah, water. I'm in between both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dane's house is killer, and uh, he has the actual guitar that Eddie recorded Panama with. No way. Yep. What is it with these guys that know Eddie Van Halen? I don't know Eddie Van Halen. I know Eddie Van Halen. I'm good friends with Eddie Van Halen. I kind of disagree with both you guys on that. I kind of think both you guys are kind of making that up, to be honest. I would, I would say that Panama definitely wins well, over I mean, Once again, clean sweep, I would say. Rich, any comments yeah. about Panama? I love it. Like, it's... I think it's outside of jump. It's the most recognizable, yeah. right? I mean, you you listen to that opening riff, and it's... I actually prefer Panama over jump just... Just because it's to me, it ticks it's all the, way more the Van, Van Halen, Halen boxes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All of the yep. the great riff, great tone, the breakdown, great vocal performance, yeah. and it it really pitches to Dave's strike zone, which is ultimate swagger, yeah. right? He has all of that stuff, um, but it's still kind of aggressive too, because sometimes he can go like swagger, but it it gets a little cutesy for uh and it ignores kind of his i could still punch you you know what i mean like he has that same thing like i'll take your girl but i'll also fight you if it's what it takes i love that he he lives in both worlds he's tough enough to do it and it's got the great breakdown yeah the breakdown breakdown, man you know that that's killer like i wonder if that was just improv or you guys know anything i think after unchained they decided not to do the improv anymore (laughs) like why don't you write something and then we'll just go do it (laughs) One sure break right. coming up. <laughs> um, all right, so Panama gets the queen, clean sweep or the queen sweep if you're talking about Russ. And let's go. Hey! To- Whoa! Who's Russ? Uh, the, the other guy that I was talking about. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about 
the, your tech. Ra- Ralph. Who's Ralph? No, Ross. 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 Chandler. Ron Emanuel. Ross and Ralph. Rock and roll. Okay, Top Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Top Jimmy versus Dreams. I'm going to take this one. I love Top Jimmy. I think it's kind of a cool little Van Halen swagger, classic Roth lyrics that he probably saw some guy called Top Jimmy when he was a kid playing in a ballroom or something. But Dreams is a masterpiece song. It It is is a freaking masterpiece. Once again, combining a great keyboard riff with one of the best solos Van Halen's ever done and some of the best singing ever recorded in rock and roll for me. Uh, please take over uh, you are uh, Satchel. So what do you wrong think? Okay, well, okay, no, I'm tell me. You're totally right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Dreams is one of the one of the best Van Halen songs ever mm-hmm. written. It's and it's one of the most inspirational songs ever written. It's crazy. Really? Like, yeah. Don't you, don't you think? Will you, know, like, you dry your like, eyes? How many people like <laughs> there's not that many there's not that many rock bands that can pull that off. Yeah. Like having it actually be a bitchin' song with an awesome hook that actually is uplifting like it's and and be, being amazing. a rock band and yeah, yeah. all that up and most and then like a video with planes we're not going to take it did it by have twisted sister but this <laughs> but this is even better video with planes in it you know it's great dude really it's like it's oh the best God. video ever just planes <laughs> i can do anything in my life yes <laughs> my dreams oh wait i gotta true. go work and talk about uh, it. i was actually working at <laughs> zellers which is a canadian target when that song came out so i was living <laughs> my dream of stacking uh sheep shit and look where you are now right in the Luxembourg. Back of a tour bus with yeah. Satchel and some guy named Russ. And I didn't even have to do anything to get it. <laughs> right, Russ? Yeah, um, Tim. Sing it, Russ. Okay, uh, Michael Starr, what do you think? <laughs> Give us your opinions. Oh, uh, man. Uh, okay, so Dreams is a great song. Yes. Thank you. I and think, Rich, what do you think? I think the bridge <laughs> really for Dreams is the strongest point which, which, for me. Which, which is the bridge? Na, 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 na. Oh, that's the wrong song. Dude. I love that song. But the other one I was talking about was. <laughs> we'll get high okay. Oh, you know, I know what bridge you're talking about. Reach down between my Wouldn't legs. Wouldn't that be the pre-chorus? Yeah. Or, or the no, the chorus. Part so baby, dry oh, okay. your eyes. Ding, 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 ding. You see, you Say can totally you sing that. Tears, you, you got it. When they do I, Van Halen really, plus Michael Starr, you're doing that. That's song. the bridge, right? You guys, Rich, that's the chorus. The post-chorus. The post-chorus. <laughs> I, I, I got the two mixed up. I like them both. But I, I really think that comparing Dreams to Top Jimmy is an unfair battle. Yeah. It's Top just, Jimmy is a killer song, but it's it's a it's B-side. Not a single. It's yeah, a, it's, a, it's an album track. Right. And this is a this is a uh you're this talking about a single happens, dude. When you order your records this way and you do a battle. So Yeah, it, they never know what you're going to get. Battle yeah. versus yeah. battle. Rich, uh what's your opinion? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to jump on and just the no jump wagon, it. yeah, and <laughs> say that I think it's actually the best song Van Halen's ever written, wow. as far as just as far song, as structure. yeah, just and could be one of the best vocal performances in rock. I mean, yeah. at that point, I mean, he was full voice, yeah. crushing notes. And the thing about it is, it's one thing we can talk about guys who can sing high. He, I believed every word. Like, yeah. I mean, he was sell, you know, yeah. A B C. You know, got always be selling. Yeah, you didn't yeah, think yeah. he was always, a, be closing. Closing. always be closing. You don't think he was a little sharp and so? Or I mean, he may have he? been, but I, I was so I had his balls right in my eye socket. <laughs> yeah, the whole time blinded by that power. No, that was Russ. Yeah, there was. It was. <laughs> man, I, I, and the other thing about it too is like, as you were saying, is like, oh baby, we belong in a world that must be strong. It was like the first time where Van Halen turned into Tony Robbins. <laughs> like I was like, oh yes, like. They, they, they were always breaking us down and telling us to do naughty things. And now they're like, hey, it's time to get our shit together. That's what dreams are made. Yeah, they sold dream. it so f-
Well, David Lee Roth could, I mean, yeah, as great as David Lee Roth was, he could never And that's, pull and that that's off, another that's thing all. about Sammy that I started to really appreciate as I started, you know, growing into a singer or being a singer was that Roth, Sammy did the Roth songs, no problem. Roth could never do these songs. You know, they wrote them differently and just, they were just out of his... Yeah, right. Could, couldn't that was right, and not even even not even in his ballpark. Which like, is what it, I mean. Sammy's a f-ing great singer. He is, man. and He's that's you know great. even to this day, Roth I think still right, holds Roth? some animosity <laughs> to not want to have anything to do with Sammy because you know Sammy would kill him. Even though we don't care, we just want to see Roth be Roth and Sammy be Sammy. It's not a competition, but I think to Roth, but it, it is still though. Is. It is a competition. It is very yeah. parallel. <laughs> exactly. It's very parallel to the Ozzy Dio. Where, where yeah. Ozzy was all the character and he brought life into that band and then Dio came in and just started singing the phone book and everybody's like, yeah. oh, that guy, he looks amazing, but God, this dude's voice. And I yeah. think that's kind of, and it's good that way, right? It keeps us from having to compare two guys that were similar because right. Roth and you know yeah. Sammy are just completely different, different that it just singers, becomes yeah. about opinions. That's right. Because you, you, it, it'd be unfair. It's like, hey man, your uh, Land Rover is not as cool as my Ferrari. They're just so different. You <laughs> Both so well-oiled yeah. machines. Okay. We suck both their dicks. Well, Immediately. Did I say that? Uh, here's the next round. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Drop Dead Legs versus Summer Nights. Oh, my okay. God. It's ironic. Can I go here? Please, go first. I, go I first. didn't make any notes, but I, I made some mental notes yeah. for yeah. this particular these two songs. Okay. This okay. is a good battle. This is a great battle, and it's super hard for mm-hmm. me to choose. I think... Just overall overview of what I think of the two songs. I think the Summer Nights wins this battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, there are so many similarities to the guitar soloing in Drop Dead Legs and with Summer Nights. Oh, it's just in what way? The way he's uh, the scales that he's using in the in this solo. Which scales uh, are they? I don't know, dude. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what the scales are, but they're just. If you listen to the solos, there's a lot of similarities in them. Mm-hmm. It's like this out of the left field type thing. And I feel like I was telling Satchel, 1984, Eddie Van Halen like took another, he went to a different place with the soloing. And I think that Summer Nights and Drop Dead Legs have that similarity to them. Ah. You know, it's where, you know, they do the front end of the song and then the rest of solo and the jam at the end yeah. it's very, they're both kind of loose type tunes yep but summer nights is definitely a super catchy fun song that translates way better live so okay. my pick would be summer nights all right and you i know, hate saying it it's a tough that's a tough choice that, that might drop dead legs is, is an yeah. amazing song it's got so much attitude mm-hmm. but summer nights is dude they captured the vibe of a summer night dude i mean yeah. like it, it's so cool yeah and not to mention the fact that that eddie's guitar r- the riff on that like he used that trans trim thing like he was innovating like you, if you're not a guitar player you're not you're not noticing but like he was like the key changes that he used in that and the and the flavor that he had on that song. I or, think you just hit it on the head, Russ. He, he, cool. he much, much like uh, Hotel California, capturing the vibe of a dark desert highway. Yeah. Like you can see that happening as you listen to the song. Summer Nights is the same thing. And th- both these songs for me were ones that I didn't jump into right away because they're both kind of lazy songs, mid-tempo. But once you, st- like this is, both these songs were, were ones that, came alive after 10 listens to where like, oh, my band was great and uh, good enough great, but these two were, were, were like, they could be, the, not the best two songs right, but they really grew on me. Um, ah, dude, I don't know, man. 
I think I might have to go Summer Nights, although the jam at the end of Drop Dead Legs is amazing. Yeah. And it took me 10 years to figure out what Drop Dead Legs meant. I didn't know what that meant. Drop Dead Legs, it's like, I don't get it. She's got drop dead legs, Chris. Her legs are so great, yeah. you're going to drop dead when you see them. Yeah. That's what happens well, when you're 13 years old. I didn't, I didn't know anything about legs. Yeah, right. you mean, know? That's, that's an old, like, 50s term. And it's very cold in Canada, and they probably don't show their yeah. legs very much. Yeah, go scram, okay? She's got drop dead legs. Look at that dame over there's got drop dead legs, see? She doesn't even need to shave them. No contest for me. Okay. And I love drop dead legs. Okay, so we've already kind of... The only note that... I mean, everybody's already covered all the stuff that I wrote, except for I wrote this one line that I thought was interesting i said uh sammy is channeling the blues like paul rogers but he's less polite and more fun to hang out with <laughs> you know what i mean like because he that especially the swagger in that verse when he's and he's got and eddie's laying all that space for sammy to freaking dance and swagger over and he's he's laying on this really great bluesy kind of melodies that i was talking about i'm really attracted to that kind of vocal style except for he's doing it Paul Rogers has it, there's a politeness to Paul Rogers like you know it's like English, very yes and it even though like Paul's one of my favorite singers of all time Sammy seems like he'd be more fun to hang out with in that kind of, so that was my qu funny <laughs> quip <laughs> and then uh so <laughs> let me just make one quick point unsung hero of both these songs Michael Anthony's background vocals oh both yeah very prevalent in both of these tunes when you think about it just both was, albums yeah, right yeah yeah sure but yeah, those songs yeah. they both have great parts for him to sing i would say that uh, michael anthony's voice is a great blend with sammy's yeah. yes better than both, dave's they're both singers i would i have to say that now i mean looking yeah. back it was hard for me to have that transition i was upset about it but now that i'm an adult oh, and sammy, i can look back sammy or, yeah, or yeah, just exactly. getting rid of michael anthony because yeah. that was a bummer. Well, that sucks too okay and so, that's why sammy don't want to play without michael because they blend so right. well together the drop dead legs no chorus verse pre-chorus Guitar lick interlude, mm. verse, pre-chorus solo out, solo out. Right. Like to me, like it's uh, song. It's the only song that I've ever heard that because it is so amazing and there's so much attitude that you just forget that just like the chorus, no chorus right. and they, there's no like revisiting of any hook that happened. It's like solo out. So for me, like in they actually there's another song in '84 does the same thing except for. It's, to me, it doesn't have the power. That's a pain. Yes. Like that I say, it, I give it a pass for not, you know? Yeah. I, I think Drop Dead Lakes Chorus is probably the, like, da -na -na -da -do, da -na 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 -na. it's like a two-line harmony part, and that's Yeah, the but chorus. nobody even knows what they're saying. Well, I know. I don't even know. But to me, it's like the Okay, well, yeah. I'm okay for Eddie being the hook. It's fine with me. I'm sure he is too. Yeah, yeah damn right. Especially All right. After that cube. Dave's the bait. Let's go to side two. And both of those sides had five songs on each, and both side twos have four. Uh, wow. Hot for Teacher versus any other song in the world. Forget it, but it's best of both worlds. Uh, I'll take it. Hot for Teacher, the quintessential Van Halen song. Best video, best riff. Best solo, best drum part, which if you're a drummer is very hard to play. Yeah. Uh, try and lay that down. Anybody that's a drummer, it's I don't know if Frank maybe can do it. I'm sure Frank can do anything, but um, Sticks can't do it. You know, I'm not <laughs> sure Frank can do it. Sticks can. There's not many drummers that can do it well I mean, and do it properly. There's been, there's been drummers that have gotten up and played that song with us, and we've let them try. Yes, and it's right. been just a train wreck. Once again, oh. like we talked about, Metal Elite, you think you know it. 
you don't know it. Dude, Alex can't even play anymore. That's how hard it is. <laughs> right, right, right. right. The gr- great tough. bass, uh, the Roth just scatting, making shit up. Yeah. He, when they do it live, he doesn't even do any of the words. He just goes, here we are in Luxembourg, right across the street from a graveyard. Wow. I mean, but it works. It's like he can do whatever. Are we really across from a graveyard? From a park. Oh, man, people are. are dying to get in there. <laughs> hey. Hey. How are you? Um, Try the veal. Yeah, so uh, hot for teacher. Uh, I'm going, obviously, hot for teacher for me. What do you think, guys? Wow, uh, you are uh, so off today. No, wow. I agree with you. I mean, best of yeah, both worlds dude, is a great top for you know? teacher, dude. I mean, like, dude, everything, the drums alone, it's insane. The guitar, the video, yeah, everything about I, it. Well, rather, let's talk about a little bit about the best chorus. of both worlds. So, best of both worlds, good riff, Bridge. yeah, it's great. Um, it's cool, but when you're comparing it, those two songs. If it was I mean, up for, against as a Van Halen fan, yeah, yeah, you, I, you'd have to take yeah. for teacher, but. What do you think, Rich? That's the both oldest great song. You can't, yeah. n- I mean, it's not It's like a good it's battle, but Huff Teacher wins for me. Yeah. What do you think? Me too. It's just the first time that we've heard Eddie use kind of the out of phase strat sound as like the primary sound on a rhythm track. Like, what do you mean? That little yeah, intro down, thing? Down, the the, down, the down. clean part? Yeah, the guitar the, part is, is very cool. It's like bottoms yeah. up. Yeah, like good yeah, call. yeah, it's a good, good call. call. Yeah, yeah. So but, I've, we've heard it before. The tone the tone is different, though. Yeah. Bottoms up is clean, but it's not like. It's a humbugger. Yeah. I wrote down here when I was kind of listening, because I, I, I love doing this because I love listening to it with kind of fresh ears, then making notes. As I was listening through this album, it came kind of dawn to me, this was the point in the record that I realized that this album was just as much about Sammy, maybe even more than it was about Eddie, because his solos were a little shorter. Mm. Like, this was the time where I was like, oh, another really cool solo, but it's kind of short. It's a little understated. The guitars are kind of pulled back in the, in the mix, and it's not, it's not an Eddie... It doesn't feel like an Eddie Van Halen record. Like, 1984 feels like an Eddie Van Halen record, even though Dave, you know, is his wingman. I'm, I'm listening, and it's like, wow, this is kind of a kind of a radio mix. Like, the guitars are a little back there at times, and Sammy's got the best. Uh, like, I love it, but Hot for Teacher, head-to-head, is no way. I mean, there's no song, really, that could touch that. Better, yeah. But I, I was thought it was interesting that I started to recognize that Van Halen was entering this new realm of, wow, I can't radio. believe there's, like, four or five songs in a row that are all singles with these massive choruses and these great hooky verses, like every part's a hook, right? Every single section. And that could have been the Mick Jones influence of just saying, we're not throwing the bridge away. We're going to write something super hooky. We'll give Eddie eight bars, but after that, we need to have, so have something kind of hooky. This is not your, your old dad's Van Halen mm-hmm. because it does sound like, you know, somewhere along the line, there is some influence. Could be Sammy, could be, da- you know, could be, could be Eddie, the, could, the evolution of Eddie or I think whatever. That was another reason why Roth and him got into, got into it for, for that change. But you're hearing that, right? I mean, what do you think? What do you yeah. think, Mikey? Yeah, really I was, I was here. thinking about all you're saying. And, uh, I think that Eddie Van Halen, from what I've read, and you know what you read is not necessarily always true, but you know Dave just really? did not want piano or keyboards. Mm-hmm. It was something that he was adamant about and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that once Dave split up and Sammy came in, Eddie could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Good and so Don't he did. And he was able to like explore this other world for himself. But it sounds to me like Best of Both Worlds was written a lot by Sammy. Mm. I, I could be wrong. But I think you're right. It sounds like a Sammy yeah. Hagar song. It does yeah, sound yeah, like a Sammy yeah, yeah, Hagar song. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a great song, but I I listened to it last night, and the guitar tone on it just 
bum me out so much. It bums it's me out a bit so too. muddy and so round and. <clears throat> Isn't that funny too, though? That when when the Roth band jumped the shark for me was when they released "Stand Back" as the single. <laughs> stand, stand up, up dude, stand up. Oh sorry, which is all this weird. I don't even know what this is. It's a keyboard, but I don't even. It's the keyboard. Dave went where he, he said he would never go. That was the end of that band. He was working that, for Van Halen. Yeah, That's right. right. That was the cool factor for me. I, what would gone. Eddie do here? Yeah. Oh, keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That to me was. That's ironic that you say that. But yeah. But so, I would. Hey, I would go for Harvard Teacher. Uh, best of both words. It's a killer song yes. live. It translates so good live. Because they're doing and they the walk. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was a fun concert. Yeah, I went to it, and so it was killer. Fifty, you went. Yes. Even though you weren't. Yes. You still wanted to be. A Hell yeah! Singer. I got free tickets <laughs> from your brother after you started cocaine <laughs> off the album. No, I really did go. Hey, how come you didn't tell me about that? Oh, I thought here's we were, something you interesting. Me, you said you were going to call me if you got free tickets. I did call you and you pick up, and I paged you. Yeah, like three times. Yeah, that's and he weird. called your that giant number car phone. Asking about that time. You you go. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, I'll wait versus Sorry. love walks in. It's a good battle. I'll uh, wait. Love. I'll wait. I don't know if you know this. Written by Van Halen, Van Halen, Anthony Roth, and Michael McDonald. What? Wow. That's what it says here. I, that's, that's insane. Is that Wikipedia? You think that's real? Is that Wikipedia? Yeah. Well, everything you read on Wikipedia is totally same. Yeah. Michael McDonald that we know. From, the guy that uh, works, different Michael McDonald. He's from oh, Pittsburgh, right? The guy that works down the street at the Starbucks. I think. Oh, Starbucks, wait! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he, I don't know. I, I don't, we can look this up. But He's I'll from let you the Steelers, right? From the Steelers, yeah. He What's was, his name? Steely Dan. <laughs> Steely Dan from the Steelers? Is that who Mark, Mark McDonald is? Mike, Mark, He's the mascot. Mark McDonald <laughs> was in Animal House. No. Uh, he's the teacher that yells at Dee Snyder in the I Want to Rock video. He didn't write He helped write this. That's what it says That's Somebody that You're up. thinking of Ronald McDonald. Okay. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> that's all David Lee Roth. He wrote that shit. Okay, so, um, okay, Rich, why don't you start this? It's uh, 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 I'll Wait versus Love Walks In. So I was a little shocked when I listened back to Love Walks In because I've heard it a bunch of times, heard it on the radio. This was not an... 5150 was, was an album that like I played as an album a bunch. Like I knew the songs. I heard the stuff on the radio. I've, I've, of course, I listened to the whole album before. But this is the first time I like really listened to it critically, not just as a... Fan. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this song is not played well. And there are some really some rhythmic issues going on in this album that really bother me and, and i think my guess was one of two things one is that they tracked the keyboards and the vocals in a writing way and they really liked what they had and then they had alex come back and track drums on top of it because the drums are not there, there's so many pushed keyboard hits and push snare beat and weird tom rolls out of time like the fum the first pre-course fumbles into it like something i think why wasn't that retracked what happened um and so one of the things that i thought also could have been that we were kind of talking about it. It was there a possibility also that Alex Van Halen was struggling with how rigid the, the Simmons Toms and the reaction with it, because there were some moments that in a faster song with a lot of guitars and stuff, maybe we didn't notice as much, but man, the drumming seemed really bad coming from the greatest rock drummer on the planet. Yeah. So it was one of two things. It was either to me, because you know, we've all recorded before and said it was the first I, Simmons thing you done, right? Yes, on that point. And t 
to me, like keep trying to get so, fixed to you, Simmons, and I don't know why. You so just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll wait. Is the winner the oh, across the board? Like, but I did think kind of going through this, I I started to notice, and it. So one, I'm going to throw this out there just as like a sidebar discussion. Was it stylistically? Because I think if you would have brought Steve Smith from Journey into this, he would have crushed it. Because this is his wheelhouse. Was this song written by Sammy and Mick Jones and it worked on and then this is just foreign territory for Alex Van Halen stylistically who's not a power ballad guy that just was like weird. Or was it the Simmons drums distracting him, just the feel and the and the kind of how the rigidness, there's not the give of the toms. Or... Did they cut the drums after the keys and the vocals? Because it I is think a you're, mess. you're getting high over there or something. What <laughs> know, songs are we but, talking about? I'll wait. I'll, no, we're talking about, about Love Walks In. Love, love Walks In. Well, yeah. Please try it, I'm high right here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. Ted Templeman called me up. This is Michael McDonald. Said, hey, these guys have a track and they need some lyrics. So I mentioned you could do it because he had worked with him on the Doobie Brothers records. Michael McDonald, uh, he said it wasn't exciting. I met David Lee Roth. Uh, he kind of liked what I had going on. We sat there in the office playing the lines and the melodies. And uh, so Michael McDonald came up with uh, those lyrics. Of, That's uh, crazy. Yeah. You're talking about the lyrics. I've of, for, got I'll, such a I'll long wait. way to go to make it to the border of Mexico. Yes, and then Roth so, changed it to, uh, <laughs> I see your picture and the image sales. Look what you've done to me. So that's how he interpreted. Uh, I've got wow, such a long way to go to make man. it to Mexico. Amazing. Yeah, that's I'll really wait cool. to ride like the wind is the original song they wrote, and they just split it into two, <laughs> and got two you know, hits for the price of two hits out of it. So it's good. Um, to me, I'll wait. I never liked "Love Walks In." Listening to it again, uh, "When It's Love" from OU812 is a killer song. It's one of the best songs. "Love Walks that's the one In." One that goes, "When It's Love," anyway, right? No, it's not that song. Yeah, no, that's another. That's a different that's band. Another classic that's another classic. That's the album best Van Halen song. That's the uh, Brothers uh, DuBarge right. classic album clash. DuBarge, DuBarge. I never hey. like Love Walks In. Uh, I'll wait. I think it's got some great Dave swagger to it. Did not know that Michael McDonald wrote those lyrics. Don't care. The Dave solo, solo, and I'll wait for you. Yes, yes, yes. I it's agree. Great cool. solo. It's a great solo. Great solo. And Alex Van Halen's drum beat. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, bottomesque. It's a bottom bottom. Bottom-esque? Bottom-esque. John Bottom. bottom Great drummer. Yeah, the snare drum is the star, right? That's where the term bottom is. Yeah, the groove on that song. And the the great drummer. Well, his dad was a drummer, too. Harry? Harry Bottom. I got you. (laughs) That's terrible. Did he use... Hey, you guys, did Alex Van Halen use Simmons on 1984, too, as well? Sticks? What do you think? Guest performer of Sticks is here. what's up? Hi guys. No, there were no Simmons what? on, on that. Right? I think it was Rototoms, right? It was straight Rototoms. Kid. Okay, that was his like precursor to the that Simmons, was, right? That was the I'm gonna twist the whole game. You up. know, I heard that his audiologist for Alex Van Halen, that's when his hearing hearing started going. He started losing all his high end, and that's when the Simmons started making its presence. Mm. Yeah, and that's why he went from. What did you say? He I was in pasties. I gotta tell you, I'll wait. Great song. Dave sounds killer in it. But I would definitely disagree with you. Okay. That's fine. You're Love to... Walks In is a f- beautiful Let's song. Get the hell out of here. The solo <laughs> in that song is so melodically juicy, it makes vaginas wet. Wow. That's how okay. killer it is. You okay. know what? I'm serious. Even I'm... with the timing issues, I would personally, I would have to go with that song. With Love Walks In? And I'll I'll we agree on something. It's the first Listen, time ever. Still playing, the playing on All Wait is killer. The drum beat, the fills. I think the guitar solo is awesome. And 
I love. I actually love that song. I think it's a great okay. song. Sticks. But, which one do you like better? But I'm gonna go with Love Walks In. Okay. It's, I'm loving this. Actually, I'll wait versus Love Walks In. Are you familiar with? Both? For me, I'll wait. Yeah, you want to wait down? I'll wait by Christopher Cross. You want right? to go wait down? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I love him. Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Oh, that Chris Cross. Right? Yes. He's was amazing. that on that too? Yeah. Oh my God. The Doobie Brothers. Did Did you have any comments on the three sneakers in the dryer fills on Love Walks In? Give me the fill. Let me hear it. It is freaking rotten. There is some. There are some pushed snare. I mean, I like I. Yeah, look, dude. I have like issues with this. Song. Prove it. It's the same. It's the same story as Neil Young. Like, you prove, ever hear dude. the Neil Young story? Yeah, I don't like him either. Well, <laughs> a producer. He's. I guess he's like goes in to sing a line. The producer's like, dude, I don't know. It's kind of out of key because he sings out of key. He's like, try it again. Stuff. Neil Young does it same exact way, and the guy goes, can you do it? Almost really good. He goes, that's my style, bro. That's Alex Van Halen's style. Is it? I, th- I think it the is. problem is that they didn't have all of the track highlighted when they hit the quantize button. No, they missed a couple of them. They, there was a couple <laughs> notes down low, and right. they just God did a square. Damn. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Right. Next, uh, Girl Gone Bad. Hold on. I think you're getting high in your bunk, Rich. Yeah. That's... Got a groove, dude. I may have touched myself inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> that groove, you can't. That snare sounds bitchin'. It sounds so good on that iPhone speaker. Okay. I must have been listening to DeBarge. That's <laughs> <laughs> what so You're like 3 a.m. Something really messed up about this song, man. <laughs> the bus hit a rock, man. Yeah, Some, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when you listen with your in ears, everything sounds off. Yeah. Could just be the band you're playing with, or is that why we yeah. don't sound good on stage? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why uh, I have the vocals out when we play. Girls gone bad. Sorry, girl gone bad. Not girls. Gone girls bad. gone wild. Yeah. Girl gone bad versus fifty one fifty. Start off, my girl Stone. gone bad all the way, dude. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's a cool album track for me. Okay. I love it. It's dirty. It's mean. It's dark. It could have been on Fair Warning, but it wasn't. It was on nineteen eighty four, which tripped me out a bit. I think they had written it. Around that time, that was one. Of the really, old, I think it, it was. It was, it was. It's badass. It's killer. The soul is killer. And at the end, Roth actually does some Led Zeppelin shit. Some Robert Plant. Mm-hmm. Ooh, show. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. That fucking song's killer, dude. Oh, dude, one vote for uh, Girl Gone Bad. What do yep. you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Girls Gone Wild. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Especially when they show the bus. Good, especially when they do New Orleans. Have you seen that? Oh, one? that's a good one. Man. Oh my god! Right after the hurricane, like that. everybody's shirtless. Your Even people they didn't want to be. Yeah. What's that? Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry. What you? Holy Nickelback. Sorry. Sorry. Literally. Literally. Can I pick both of the songs? No, you must. No, you gotta pick one. I'm gonna go with 5150 then. Oh my God. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Shut up. Who are you? And why are you taking 5150? I don't know. Just cause. I don't. Neither one of those songs. 5150. Okay. So I'm just gonna go with that because why not? Fuck it. Now 5150 means uh, crazy. That's right. And I'm a little crazy. He is crazy. Police uh, numbers. We got a 5150 here. Yeah, right. What's your 20, 5150? You have a 5150 in Canada, too? You know what code for homicide is? You know what code for homicide is? No. What? 187. 187. Yo, 187, what's your 20? 
5150 is the section of the California Welfare Code which authorizes a qualified officer or clinician to involuntarily confine a person suspected to have mental disorder that makes them a danger to themselves. So you have to put them away. I'm going with 5150 on this. We have a 5150 for a couple reasons. I think <laughs> riff. Excuse me. Dude, nice. come on. I didn't burp during your discussion. Yeah, that's really good. Sorry, really dude. Dude. This is um, pizza. What's that? Like it's from, last, from two nights ago. <laughs> it's a 69. I owe, you money. I owe Joe money for that still. I'm going to buy the pizza. I you promise. do. This whole thing with my credit card doesn't work in Europe is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It it's like I got it. I'm buying everyone. Oh, shit. My credit card doesn't work. <laughs> it's like having a $1 million check and nowhere to cash that's it. That's right. At Odin. That's uh, crazy. 5150 riff is amazing. I think it's a great riff. Uh, Sammy's scream at the end of that is one of the, it sounds he gets poked in the ass with a pitchfork right at the end of it uh, right. very reminiscent of Roth it's a really sharp pitchfork that's uh, why he went sharpen it's it it's the same one they poked Roth in the ass with during On Fire oh, he yeah. does this crazy scream I just love this riff and to me it was kind of uh, the hidden gem of the record until I got into it in 1995 I'd never heard the song and when I heard it I was like this is a great riff uh, crazy shitty Simmons Toms electronic yeah. Toms, but uh, girls Those are coming back though. They're, they're making a comeback. They're making a huge comeback. As a fact, Sticks is going to be playing them next. Fozzy record. We we may or may not use them on our next record. Okay, which is called uh, "My Sex Is Amazing." My sex is amazing. Sex is amazing. <laughs> we also we've also with the lead off single "Pink Leather Lederhosen." We've discussed that earlier. Oh yeah, we Lederhosen. Pink leather Lederhosen. Wow, something like that. And we might have tigers on tour. <laughs> on stage so that'd be cool. okay that'd be even better the cat themed uh, rich what do you think give us some analysis 5150 oh yeah. wow uh i just think it's a better chorus uh yeah great chorus yeah it's great i i mean they're both great songs for me god don't hit me but i think it's dave that and the kind of the melodic approach uh that kind of bums out the dave jam mm. uh, to me it's it's not the chorus uh yeah like the holding the note yeah well i Mm. Yeah, that's mm. it. I, I think both are great songs, but they're both, as uh, Old Satchel, Satchel said, I think we're starting to get into what else you got, you know, songs. I think both are great, but they're not. We, we, we've left the, the train station yeah. on the, on the, yeah. The on, hit makers. On the, the hit makers, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, last uh, song, uh, which is, to me, not even close, House of Pain versus Inside. Uh, you want to start off with that one? Uh... Well, the inside is a fun track. Mm-hmm. It's different. You don't see it coming, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and the solo's killer in it. Mm-hmm. The tones, his guitar tone's nice. Uh, it's juicy. It's thick. It's got a nice uh, well, click like to it. Juicy and thick. You know I do. A times, yeah. <laughs> Just like my dad used to serve it up. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Let's settle down this, here. This, oh my god! Take a number. It's getting gross. I, I, I don't. I just think that. House Pain, that riff is killer, and they're locked in together. Yes. And there's no, like, you know, you were talking about the fills where they're like, where's this going? Oh, and they just end up on one. You, It's like that, but it's cool. It's not, like, off. Let's it's- listen to the crazy tempo of this riff. What is that coming on? 13. Sticks? What do you think? Oh, it sticks on almost every song. Really out of whack, isn't it? Right. That's something a lot of people don't remember about that song. It's really f- weird. Uh, that riff, it's an old like, song. 
it's an old song, and those two guys you hear to this day that the Van Halen still rehearse every day. It's because they can do shit like that in their sleep. I bet you they just start playing and lock in completely. That's the perfect example. Well, of you it. know the story in that song is Eddie started that, and Alex missed the beginning, and he just came in wherever he could, mm. and that's how that ended up in it's that a, it's spot. It's a happy accident. Yeah, right. So I'm going House of Pain. I think Inside is just uh, we need a ninth ninth song for the record. Uh, we, uh, let's just jam for a bit and put a solo on because it's like same with uh, fifty one fifty though. I mean uh, that record. House, which one uh, on the inside? I feel that's like what that's what I just the, said. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking no, about no, House, House of Pain. To me, is a is a killer tune. Killer think, tune, right? I think Inside is just like oh, what do you got left? Here's your ninth song. Right, just, right. Exactly. Gonna do something on that. So uh, I'm going House of Pain all the way. What do you yeah, think, uh, Sasha? I think House of Pain. What did you think of that Times uh, signature? I think it's fascinating. Can you break it down? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a thirteen. I'm gonna it? I'm gonna guess here after uh, an hour and fifteen minutes of an amazing Alex conversation. Is, listen, Eddie's playing in four four, and and Alex is playing in thirteen. And if you at the end of the song, they both end on one. I don't I don't know if you guys realize that. <laughs> That's so amazing. I'm gonna say that you haven't listened to either record in about a year. It's been it's been a while. I actually Rich, listened to them both last night. What is the time? But of that? I was on X. They're, they're in four. It's just that they're just flipping the beat. Like kind of like what? With his, with oh, his sure. Eye. Try to simplify it, Rich. Like what Bobby Blotzer would do, right? <laughs> yeah. I prefer. So, to listen I was to thinking Fred Curry. <laughs> Alex was saying, "What would Bobby? Blo- what would the Blots do? <laughs> what would the the Blots. <laughs> See, it's it's on the E and um, we'll discuss it after. Yeah, it's on three, right? Um, the solo is great. The breakdown. Uh, 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 oh, dude, uh, I saw at the US Festival. Uh, that was uh, killer. They played that live? Yes, they did. Wow. That reminds me of something they would do on the first record. Hey, you know what? I want to retract that comment. It may be from when I saw them in 1984. I'm One of the tours they played it. But I just remember them seeing on the big... Yeah, it was the US Festival. They were together and they were singing... Uh, uh. It was just... Oh, and it was before the song that the record out came yet. out. Yeah. That's right. It was Just like in a jam part. I'm going to go and uh, look it up later. But I, I, I promise you, man. Okay, I believe it. Rich? House of Pain for me. Although this is another one of those kind of weird songs that like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, and then let's just rock. <laughs> yeah, there's no chorus, like, yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, like, it's a great song. I love it. Uh they're like they're, they're these kind of non-traditional arrangements work because it's Van Halen and they're always kind of had their own thing. But if if you had approached me and said this is a song, I would say, hey, let's um tell you what after the solo, let's go back and hit the chorus, then let's riff out. So it doesn't make it not a great song because Inside for me is a terrible song. <laughs> like when I heard, it, I was like, don't sugarcoat it. Oh my god, yeah. it was like it's almost like a rap song. Like when all the like the posse guys are talking to each other in the background, <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. they're all like having conversations. Can you shut up? We're trying to record a song here. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is the record part of it. We're like adding ambiance. Like he he's yeah. talking to Michael, right? I mean, this is really cool. And then Sammy's like kind of scat rapping, like the first verse. That's when they like it sounded to me at that point they were trying to show everyone that they were really close. Why do you think they in did that yeah. song? You know what I mean? Yes. Just we could put out a shitty song and and still be. Showed his camaraderie. They knew. I guess they knew. Thirty years later, we're going to do this classic album clash, and they needed a nice song. They must have known that song. So thanks. But the thing is, people were making eight-song records. I don't understand why you had do nine. Yeah. How many songs did Deep Purple have on Machine Head? Seven. 
Was it really? I think so. He just yelled it at you like he was mad. Seven. Seven. <laughs> How do you know, bro? How many turn left? Bro. How hey, many by the way, all you guys go on Ways and download the Michael Star uh, direction. Hey, there's app. only one way to download the Michael Star Ways app voiceover, do, do and do that's it? by going on your web page or somewhere <laughs> online. Somewhere it's somewhere on Twitter. On I put it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Uh, Sticks. Any uh, comments about House of Pain versus Inside? No. Oh, <laughs> no. no none. I just I just came up here looking for blow. Hey, let's see your butthole. Let's see your butthole. Is okay. Is the question what we talked about last night? Is it? I don't know. Desert what? Island. All you have left is a vagina or a butthole. You can only have one butthole. You have a lifetime supply of lube. Because if that's the deal. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if you're tuning next week, that's the next one—the classic <laughs> Desert Island clash. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to wrap it up, uh, one I would last say thing vagina. we would like to discuss. Uh, uh, yeah, I gotta go vagina. To just discuss one last thing: the covers, uh, the classic Van Halen "Strange" album covers, which uh, has the baby with the wings and the cigarettes, or is it Atlas holding up the world? Yeah. Uh, with holding the, up the Van Halen world, holding up the Van Halen with the VH logo, right? Lifting, lifting up the new world of Van Halen. Ooh, it's well very done. Symb- symbolic. That's I think. that's very smart, uh, uh, Michael Starr. That's a good one. I I think the Van Halen 1984 cover is iconic, though. I would wear that on a T-shirt. The baby, I wear that shirt. It's called Van Halen, and it's got the grown-up baby as she's a girl. Oh, nice! And uh, I like that cover. Oh, I think it's a great cool. shirt because smoking cigarettes. In order to have babies, you have to have sex, guys. <laughs> And look, they're Without just looking. A condom. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's the future of our careers, right there, babies. The babies, you know, five-year-olds yeah. that know how to play Awkward. Van Halen. Songs. That's right. Do you dude. know that, that uh, <laughs> Michael knows a lot of five-year-olds that are better than Eddie Van Halen. Okay. I, you know what? Do not take portions oh. of what I say the, and turn it against that's me the like clickbait that. Clickbait for blabbermouth. Oh Kevin Spacey of heavy metal. <laughs> Michael Starr <laughs> hates Sammy Hagar. So, oh my God! Uh, overall, uh, 1984, 51, 50, Rich. Fifty-one fifty. Ooh, the cover. Well, uh, I'm going with the. the uh, I'm going with album. the. I'm, well, the, I'm going. I'm going the cover. Oh. Eighty-four overall. If if I have to make a choice and not parse it down to songs, I'm going fifty-one fifty. Not album. You're talking about the album itself. I'm going the album. Fifty-one fifty. I'm going. Hey, I'm talking about. Do I want to listen to it? Uh, yes. Okay, so t- if I say what album would I prefer to listen to, I'm going to say fifty-one fifty. Wow. Star? <laughs> Well, I don't know if I could even <laughs> sit wow. in the same bus with you. I just out of sheer principle, man. Sheer principle. Sheer That's goddamn. I. You know what, dude? Let me tell you something about myself. Uh, okay. When it comes to Van Halen, I'm a Van Halen fan all the way to the core of my existence, man. David Lee Roth, mm-hmm. Eddie so Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing! Hey, if I was on a desert island, and I had to pick which record I would bring with yeah. me. It'd be 1984, dude. Yeah, Come on yeah. now. All right, all right. And, and because you know why? Because that's what I've always want. I always want to be in a band with a guy who can play that with that feel. And this guy sitting next to me. He's isn't, got that feel. There yet? That's that's a rare. I uh, no, I'm Van serious, man. That's a rare Van compliment, guys. That was a, that was a sweet moment. That uh, was very sweet. You have you have no idea of with all the tears, tears I've cried. Yeah. You, that's you that's what dreams are made of, and mine have come true. <laughs> I love you, Sammy. But you know what? If I had to choose, if I had to choose between fifty one fifty and nineteen eighty four, you do. Uh, there's more. There's honestly, there's more hit songs on fifty one. You got to pick one, kid. There's no there's no doubt about it. In my mind. 
But if I had to pick a record on a desert island, is that what we're talking about? Desert yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. I have copies of both under your share. There is electricity. Okay, I'm going to have to go with 1984 for me personally. Not a boy. That doesn't. There's no but. It's either one or the other. For me, yeah. 5150, I, I understand why 5150 did better. It's I'm taking uh, 1984 for one reason, one reason only. It's got Hoffer Teacher on it, which is the one of the greatest top three songs of all time for me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going 1984. Uh, but. And you know what? 5150, much better than I remembered. And yeah. probably if here's, you broke here's it what down, you're saying right now. You're saying from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why you're saying that. Because you know 1984 is better, dude. That's why you remember that <laughs> okay, shit. Okay. So let me. So here, here's. here's <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's my favorite bands on the planet Steel Panther. Journey, Boston, Foreigner, Kansas Sticks. I love that era of 70s super rock. For me, 5150 is more of that kind of record, more big hook choruses, really hooky verses, well-produced, not a lot of like throwaway bits and pieces for the musicians chumming the water. So for me, it pitches to my strike zone. I'm not saying what's a better record. I'm just saying, if you're saying for me to listen to what I, like my favorite record of all time is the first Boston album. And to me- It's a great record. 5150 has more in common with the types of albums that I listen to when I'm going to like, when I'm listening to jams. It's apples to oranges, I hear you, man. But like, but there's, and there's certain things about 5150, like Sammy is a Great. He's a better singer, and he's a beast on this record. He's insanely. Great. It's like hearing Bruce Dickinson on Number of, of the Beast coming yeah. out of the gate. But yeah. at the same time, though, then there's there's more uh, there's for me there's more attitude on 1984 because Roth's in the band. It's got yeah, the swagger. More attitude. Roth, it's Sammy's not dangerous. Roth is dangerous. Yeah. You know, even to this day with all. His and you're a dangerous and, guy, Chris. You know, we, we, I, I'm not dangerous. I'm nice. Chris Danger Jericho. <laughs> they, Chris, they call me Danger Jericho. Sticks. Do I even have to ask you? 5150 or 1984? No. Six of shoes are blind. Yeah, I won't ask you. I won't have to ask because 1984 is it for me. And uh, Joe, uh, bass player for Atomic Punks. Yeah, Joe Lester's here. Joe's been sitting the whole time. Yep. Joe's been like shaking his head. 1984. Okay, good. By uh, the way, Joe's he, like the, the debate prep guy because he had like a lot of answers off. Like he's like, yeah, it's called the, the trim. Joe knows like, how to play every one of these songs. <laughs> and he's like, he was over here with like little cue cards. He's he feed like, me info, dude. Yeah. Now, uh, one last thing. If Dave Lee Roth was here right now, Michael Starr, what would he say? He say, "You guys, Steel Panther, you guys are doing a great job. Just keep on doing what you're doing. You're gonna keep on getting what you get, my friend. And look, all my fellows here on the bus, they know what's rock and roll, and you do too, my friend. I can see it in your eyes, and you know, with my good eye, I'm looking you down and bringing the heavy metal back all over the world with Steel Panther and Fozzie on tour right now. Yeah, boy. That's what he would say. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> all right, dude. You, you, you left off. You left off, and that guitar player for Fozzie could suck my dick." <laughs> Thanks again to Michael Starr and Sasha from Steel Panther and Rich Ward from Fozzie for taking part in the latest edition of the classic album Clash. Van Halen, uh, which one do you prefer? Go to uh, at uh, Talk is Jericho. Uh, let me know. Is it 5150 or is it 1984? What are your favorite songs from each? I'll read some of them on the air next week. All right. Steel Panther on the road right now. They're doing the Force Fest 2018 festival in Mexico on Sunday, October 7th. Then they're headed to Canada for a couple shows before coming back to the States for a swing through the East Coast and Midwest. Steel Panther 
They're always on the road. It's a great show, as you know, if you've seen them before. Get tickets to the show at SteelPantherRocks.com and book your cabin for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rangers at sea at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Less than 25 cabins left, and the cruise is less than a month away. And remember, when you book your cabin, everything is all-inclusive. Everything's included. All the activities on the ship, all the live podcasts, concerts, comedy shows, meet and greets, autograph signings, uh, wrestling matches, everything in between. All you got to pay for is alcohol and gambling, and I want you to do a lot of both. Okay? We got almost 2,000 people aboard this ship. It's going to be a huge rock and roll party. So grab one of the last remaining cabins. You still have time. I don't want you to miss all this fun. Listen, the big main event, Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club, the Bucks of Jericho, or is it Y2 Jackson versus the Bullet Club of Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Marty Skrull. Don't forget about Impact versus Ring of Honor for the first time ever, kicking it off with Marty Skrull versus Sammy Callahan in the uh, No Rules Deck Fight. Like a street fight, get it? Slaughter on the water, they're calling it. A four-corner survival match. Uh, Kenny King versus Frankie Kazarian versus Dalton Castle versus Jay Lethal. That's the Ring of Honor match, of course. Cody versus Delirious, a match chosen by the NWA champion and the IWGP US champion himself. More Ring of Honor versus Impact. LAX versus the Young Bucks. And John Morrison's team, Johnny Impact, Brian Cage, LAX is Sammy Callahan versus the Bullet Club of the Young Bucks, uh, Cody Rhodes, Marty Skrull, and Adam Page. 10-man elimination tag team war. You are not going to want to miss this. Live talk is Jericho, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Live talk is Jericho remembering Eddie Guerrero. Live talk is Jericho with the entire aforementioned Bullet Club. Live talk is Jericho with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Mick Foley doing his 20 years of hell stand-up show, which is great. Keeping it 100 versus killing the town. Uh, Don Callis and Paul Lazenby, of course. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler doing a live with JR and the King on the ship. And of course, the first round of the Sea of Honor tournament has been announced. Who is going to win? The winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a, uh, a Ring of Honor championship title match at a later date. Lethal versus Whitmer, Daniels versus Delirious, Skrull versus Titus, Young versus Gordon, Briscoe versus Ferrara, Page versus Kazarian, Cheeseburger versus Beer City Bruiser, Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. Who is going to win? It's going to be a battle to decide it all. And of course, the women of honor, Brandy Rose, Mandy Leon, the recently added Jenny Rose, and Sumi Sakai, uh, WH uh, world champion. And we got the cruise director, SoCal Val. Special guests, Noel Foley and Miss Melissa Santos are going to be there. James Ellsworth is going to be there. A uh, huge uh, problem brewing with James Ellsworth and, and Jenny Rose. Uh, don't forget, the Keeping 100 crew, Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms are going to be doing a show, Beyond the Darkness, telling some scary tales. And listen, Dave Schrader, told me when they do the beyond the darkness pub crawl he's actually going to go and try and summon a ufo from the bottom of the ocean so if you're into that sort of thing dave is going to really be scaring the crap out of you including me colt cabana and marty DeRosa doing their unprofessional wrestling show which is hilarious a busted open radio with dave lagreca is going to be their live comedy from brad williams craig gas uh marty DeRosa, silent q from impractical jokers are going to be there unfortunately ron funches had to pull out of the cruise we wish him well marty DeRosa will be filling in he's a hilarious guy live music from Fozzie playing three sets including one all cover song set with special guests Corey taylor slipknot stone sour will be there phil campbell and the bastard sons king the stir the dave spivak project you heard him him and his music right here in talk is jericho his new video on youtube cold empty streets go check that out right now the cherry bombs are here the darlings are rock and roll shoot to thrill the world's best female acdc cover band they're coming up on talk is jericho very soon blizzard of ozzy the world's best ozzy osbourne cover band listen if that's not enough to get you on this cruise i got nothing else for you man this is gonna be the vacation of a lifetime Book your cabin now at Chris Jericho Cruise. 
Facebook.com and be a part of history. Also sponsoring Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rage is Pro Wrestling Tees. You might have heard about it. They're all of the rage. Had a lot to do with All In. They are the biggest pro wrestling merchandise store in the world today. Pro Wrestling Tees founder Ryan Barkin is going to be here on Friday to talk all about Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, the most famous of the wrestlers on his roster and the most infamous famous uh, wrestlers on his roster. It's a great show. We'll see you then. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big giveaway. I've got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher.